to college can provide a good education, but paying those bills may cause lots of frustration. Thank you for tuning in to Hannah and Eric Go Birding, a podcast by birders for birders. I'm Hannah and he's Eric. And we created this podcast to share adventures, sometimes misadventures, and opinions that we have on different birding topics. We are definitely not experts in anything that we discuss that might be controversial. We want you to remember they're our own opinions and they might be different from yours. So I feel like there's some definite change of the season error out there. We had our first sighting of puffins yesterday. And it started raining today. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we got out and saw some whales migrating north the other day. So that Mm -hmm. was fun. So the swallows are are showing up. Yep. We have tree swallows and violet green swallows are flying all around the hotel right now. And people are seeing nighthawks in our night area. Hawks. There's a, a rare nighthawk popped up. Uh, it was d- down down in the county just south of us, down in Tillamook County. It was super exciting. Everyone was just blowing up the listserv about it. And the, um, <laughs> and the WhatsApp. And the WhatsApp group. So that was that was super cool. Yeah. Um, so it'll be fun to see, you know, if anything else pops up. And also across the country, too. Yeah. As things are... Not just locally, everywhere yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> and across the world. Yeah. As migrants are coming through. <laughs> so getting into bird news. Um, this is... I'm, I'm really excited about this. I know Eric's a little bit more apprehensive <laughs> about it. I'm apprehensive, apprehensive about everything. He's not a big, big thinker. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm, I'm a small thinker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, anyways, so I wanted to see if there's any way that we could work with local, or not local, I guess. They're local in their local areas. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but artisans, like, there's so many people out there that are making, like, cool bird shirts and bird, you know, earrings and to travel mugs and, you know, just lots of different things that I think they're out there making it and not everybody knows about them. And so I was hoping... But every time someone sees one of these things, they're like, oh, where'd you get that? I know. So. That's what I was thinking about that sweatshirt that I bought you for your birthday. Yeah. The red bubble one. I've never seen one like that. And I was thinking like, oh man, this, everybody needs this sweatshirt. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, so that was kind of the, the idea behind this. So I'm calling it our bird nerd giveaway. And the way in which it'll work is that each month we'll work with, a, and <laughs> we'll need your guys' help with this too. So if you have anyone or if you're someone that wants to work with us uh, for a giveaway, just, you know, reach out to us. I think we're pretty easy to get hold of. Yeah, we got lots of different ways to get a hold of us. <laughs> but anyways, um, so what we'll do is work with someone that has a cool bird nerd gear shop uh, for a giveaway for our listeners. So this month we're working with Stephanie Peters, who is an artist who uses mixed media methods to reveal the unexpected shapes, textures, and colors by combining abstract and traditional styles. She seeks inspiration from encounters with wildlife. And she has the coolest designs. I first found out about her um, when she posted some of her puffin coffee mugs, which Mm -hmm. were just really cute and like comical little little, uh, Atlantic puffins. So not our puffins, but that's okay. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> so you'll definitely have to go to her Etsy store or her website to check out some of the cool things that she has to offer. And so here is the giveaway. We want you to write us a bird haiku. We'll pick our favorite and announce the winner in our next episode. The winner will receive a sta- a sticker pack of puffins and an 11-ounce puffin mug from Stephanie's store. You can either submit it to our email, hannanerigobirding at gmail.com. We'll um, also post a Facebook thread for it, or you can use the hashtag, hashtag birdnerdgiveaway. 
And also check out Stephanie's store and her social. She's got some really cool stuff on there. Yeah. So start thinking about your favorite haiku that you want to write and give to us. I guess that has to be original. So it would be yeah, your favorite Yeah, think of your favorite after. that you've written. Yeah, because we've all written so many. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, you don't write haikus in your free time? Just... I feel like I did when I was in five, high seven, school. Five, seven, five, just enjoying, like. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's the challenge. We will um, some, put some information on our uh, show notes about that. And mm-hmm. also we'll put, like, a thing in there about what a haiku is. Just if you're not familiar, if you don't remember your high school, like, poetry class, um, yeah. we'll put that in there so you can remember. But start thinking about haikus, and you could win a sticker pack and a puffin mug from Stephanie's store. So yeah. thank you, Stephanie, for working with us on this. I'm really excited. And all you all who are going to write us haikus. Yeah, I'm excited to read the haikus. Um, so next thing is that April is Citizen Science Month. And our next episode will be about uh, SciStarter, which is a citizen science program. It's really cool. We won't get too into it because you'll learn all about it. Because that's our next episode. That's not today. (laughs) But we do want to just give a shout out, since April is Citizen Science Month, that SciStarter has over 100 events around the world uh, that you can find on Mm citizensciencemonth.org. So we've we've been talking with some of the people at SciStarter, Carolyn and Deja, and they host a specific event every Monday called Make It Count Monday. They're they're North Carolina-focused, but everyone's welcome. So check that out. It'll be also be in the show notes too. And citizen science is fun. We love citizen science. So uh, check it out, get involved. And they also, as part of citizen science month on April 20th, they are having an event that anyone and everyone, every anywhere in the world who cares about citizen science would like to participate in. Mm -hmm. So check that out as well. Yeah. So that's, that's news. Um, <laughs> lots of news. Lots of news. Um, our last episode, we had a couple people listen from a couple places. Um, the number one location was... Uh, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I, another data center city. <laughs> um, uh, Hoff, Ohio. And then uh, Columbus, Ohio. I, I don't think there's a data center in Columbus, though. So, uh, well, well thanks for uh, tuning out, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you, Ohio. All of Ohio. And thank you to everyone else as well for checking us out. We appreciate it. We also had a few reviews this time um, that we would like to share with you. So the the first one, um, (laughs) it's titled just, quote unquote, normal people talking birds. I have to admit, I didn't get it at first. My initial reaction is, what is this? It's just a couple of normal people talking birds. Fast forward six months and needing to consume burning content every waking moment, I gave it another go. I finally get it. It's just a couple of normal people talking birds. Brilliant. I'm now binging through all three seasons. Glad I gave you guys a second chance. Hope to meet you in the field someday. Cheers. Jeff from Helena, Montana. Well, thank you, Jeff. And I think you really got at the crux of the podcast. I mean, I was a little offended at first. It's like just just normal people talking about birds. Like I was like walking through the halls of the hotel. Like we're just normal people talking about birds. Yeah. I mean, what 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 else would we be? I know. I we, weird people talking about birds. Funky people talking. About I guess there's a lot of descriptors you could have put there. Yeah. Jerks talking about birds, like he could—he wow. could have been mean to us. I don't know. I—I I, I thought it pretty much gets to the crux of what we're about. 
normal people talking about birds. Well, and you know, and that's, bird stuff. that's really what we want to get at. I, I think when we first started this is making birding more approachable and like an attainable hobby for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. you know, there's so many people that are out there doing it that are normal people and, and we, they talk about birds. They do. <laughs> and we're just a couple of them. <laughs> we're just a couple of them. <laughs> so thank you, Jeff. I was a little offended when I initially read it, but that's usually how I go into things. Just start off offended and then start off offended. I see. (laughs) You know, you have to live with me. (laughs) So the second one comes from Sydney. So uh, Sydney says, um, it's been super fun to live vicariously through Hannah and Eric's birding adventures. The podcast has a very casual feel to it. It doesn't feel scripted. Like they're reciting anything, but even still, they're great storytellers and seem to finish each other's sentences. I binge this podcast because it makes me feel like I have bird-watching friends. Update. I just got to the Puffin episode and instantly bought one bought a Protect Our Puffin sweatshirt. Hope to see Tufted Puffins in Haystack Rock someday. someday. Sydney. Well, thank you, Sydney, so much. And thank you for supporting the, the Friends of Haystack Rock with your, your tufted puffin sweatshirt purchase. Um, that's my little sad thing, you know, to <laughs> be on the board of this organization. And so, yeah, that was, that was so nice of you. Thank you. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of times we do finish each other's... Sandwiches. <laughs> Did you eat my sandwich? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, thanks for hanging in there, all of yeah. you. <laughs> so, that that con- that concludes our tomfoolery. <laughs> okay, uh, on to the main stuff. So, we were so excited to have um, Orietta and Taiki join us for this episode yeah. to talk about the Black and Latinx Birder Scholarship Fund, which I think is a great way for, you know, more people to get recognition for the cool things that they're doing and help pay for their, their college. And it brings Taiki up to tied for first for the most number of times someone's been on our uh, podcast. <laughs> Does it? I think Him so. And my sister. Yeah, I think I think they're tied for first. They're neck and neck. Yeah. So Taiki, if you want to come on again, you're welcome. You could you could bust through and be number one. No, no longer tied for number one. We're going to have to find something to talk about, though. <laughs> I know. Seriously. <laughs> well, anyways, so they created the scholarship fund um, last year. I mean, it hasn't even been a whole year since it was created. Mm-hmm. And it has had such a big impact already in, you know, the lives of the students who have applied for it and been accepted. And to those who have been following along and, you know, checking out their playlists and watching their, their big sits and all that stuff. And, and helping helping bring more awareness to... Um, to the black and Latinx birders that aren't getting representation in the STEM fields and in college and in everywhere else that's uh, uh, everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, we know that college is a huge barrier. Like the, the cost of college in America is a huge barrier for a lot of people. And so we're so excited that, you know, if college isn't free for everyone, like we all wish it would be, it really does help alleviate the pressures of the cost of college. I mean, mm-hmm. we've paid for Eric to go through community college, and I know it wasn't a huge that was, chunk that was because a it was slow, over... arduous process. Well, to, like one one class at a time because that's all we could afford. So yeah. it was, it, it's it's definitely a huge help to, for for someone um, someone less privileged to be able to get a scholarship that can fund them to get into birds or into some other STEM field. Well, and to get a scholarship, you know, for being a birder, I think is just yeah. really novel and oh, for sure. such That's a awesome. cool way to, you know, 
highlight somebody doing that work, like I said. Yeah. So thank you guys for the work that you do. And also, everyone, listen and enjoy um, Taiki and Orietta. Okay, so we have some guests with us today to talk about the Black and Latinx uh, Birder Scholarship Fund. Would you all like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, I guess uh, age before beauty. Um, <laughs> my name. You come first in the al- You come first in the alphabet. We talked about that. <laughs> Alphabetical order. Um, well, thank you. Um, my name is Orieta Estrada. Um, I am the co-chair of the Black and Latinx Birder Scholarship and co-founder of Amplify the Future. I have been a birder for. 10 years, um, but I've been a nature lover my whole life. Um, Yeah, I am calling in from um, the tribal lands of the Piscataway people, and um, my pronouns are she, her, ella. Hey, everybody. My name is Taiki James. I am a very happy and blessed co-chair of the Black and Latinx Birders Scholarship uh, I serve with Orieta, pronouns he, him, his. Uh, I'm from Philly originally, but right now I'm based out of uh, Washington, D.C., which is the ancestral lands of the uh, Nakachunk peoples. Um, I've been burning for about a decade myself. And, you know, for the most part, for me, it's been a job, um, but, you know, definitely enjoying it whenever I can. That's funny. We've all been birding about the same amount of time because we started about yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> so there must have been something in the, the the galaxy that sparked a handful of folks <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> For me, it was a paycheck. <laughs> they were like, do you want to be an environmental educator? And I was like, what do I have to learn about? And they're like, well, you know, grass, trees, birds. I was like, birds? Oh, man. Those move. That's a lot harder than the grasses and the trees. But here I am. <laughs> Wow, I'm jealous. Yeah, I would love it. I would love to get paid to bird. (laughs) Well, so we brought you guys here to talk about the the scholarship fund. So can you tell us a little bit of the history behind why it was started? And um, yeah, how did you guys get together to do this? I remember that we looked at. (laughs) So like, you know, we're strangers in, in the sense of like, we haven't seen each other in like we didn't meet in person originally you know we did see each other in person once but um you know it was it, how strangers meet now on the internet you know through dms and we actually talked like when it actually occurred it was like may i think it was before yeah. black birders week it was yeah because i i reached out to you about like um like touring the uh, harriet tubman underground railroad like doing yeah. a bird a bird tour there Right. And because uh, I had read this like interview with you and I was like, I got to meet this person. Like this person is like the total opposite of me. I must meet this person. <laughs> like so enthusiastic <laughs> about birding and birding in groups and outgoing. And yeah, so yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that's like you told me about the idea of this scholarship fund that's going to support Black and Latinx birders and the support is coming from mostly the birding community. And this is a way to, you know, diversify the birding community, but also um, help build diversity and capacity for individuals studying in STEM, you know, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, folks that are doing science communication, which can have a lot of different uh, uh, 
uh, forms. And, you know, when, when, you know, the way I look at it, it was just like, Hey, I'm helping build this thing. You want to help me build this thing that will help other people build what they need to build to keep going. And, you know, of course that's a, that's a resounding yes. And, um, I think from that summer, so last year, wow, I'm trying to remember yeah. time. Uh, from that Time's summer hard. to the fall, uh, you know, we raised a good bit of money and, you know, we met some really great people. We built a really strong committee and, you know, we built relationships with organizations and we awarded this, we awarded two scholarships. We have two winners and, um, yeah, there, it, it, it seems like a blur, but it was, it was a lot of fun and a lot of work. Um, but a lot of great work that went into, you know, supporting ultimately the burden community. So your first year, you were able to award scholarships that were specifically based. So they were in a they were in like the D.C. area, right? Yeah. So so um, our our method was to start regionally um, and learn, uh, you know, from that experience so that we could ultimately expand nationwide. Um, so we offered the scholarship to um, the DMV, which is DC, Maryland, and Virginia, and Delaware. Um, and the the response was great. Uh, we had a lot of really great applicants from all over. Cool. So you said you had two uh, two people who have been awarded. Is it two within that first round within the DMV, or was it uh, one in the DMV and then you've the second one was awarded to somebody outside of the DMV? Yeah, they were both in the DMV. Okay. Cool. So it's like yeah, we so get two winners every year. That's the yeah, whole. every yeah every cycle is two winners. Cycle. Um, yeah. yeah, every cycle is two winners. Um, this year we're sustainable for two winners again, which is awesome. really awesome. Um, but yeah, last year um, during the first cycle, it, it went to um, students in the DMV. So we had one student from the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, um, and he is studying um, Bahama Oriole. Um, and he is working on um, female bird song, um, and I believe it was orchard orioles with a PhD student there. And um, our second winner, um, she is studying um, environmental science, and uh, she does a lot of community outreach um, with uh, raptors, with live bird, birds of prey. Um, and she is out of University of Maryland College Park. It, it just so happened that they came from University of Maryland. Um, uh, so our, our, um, our committee doesn't see where the students are hailing from. They don't get to see their names. They don't get to see their addresses or anything. Only Taiki and I see that. And we don't have a voting role in, in who wins the scholarship. We really um, have empowered our committee to do that. So you must have just had really good advertising at that college. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, that's well, what it's about. <laughs> well, we had students from um, from uh, from DC. Um, we had students from colleges in Western Maryland. Um, I don't believe we had any students from Delaware. No, but we did have an, uh, another student, a few students from um, Virginia. So we definitely had the DMV covered. Um, and it just it just so happened that those two students just just rose to the top. Yeah, well, I was going to say one stat that we never see is how many students are thinking about applying because we find that, you know, we talk about it a lot a couple of months in advance, but a lot of the applications come in within a week, within a couple of days, within a couple of hours of the deadline. 
<laughs> so it definitely is about, uh, you know, trying to herd <laughs> virtual cats, but like, you know, how do you, how do you do that? <laughs> well, and I looked at the application process and just kind of, you know, did almost all of it except for the submit button just to see what it looks like. And it's, it's fairly simple and straightforward. Like you, you didn't, there's not a whole bunch of hoops, you know, you have yeah. to jump through about like, think about your, your first birding experience and you know, what was the weather conditions or something like that. <laughs> um, so is, what were the really hard hitting questions that you guys wanted uh, the applicants to answer? Yeah. So um, really we, you know, it's, it looks simple and it, it's done that way on purpose. Um, a lot of the times, and from my own experience, whenever I've gone to apply for a scholarship, it's been very difficult for me to figure out if I met all the requirements or if I was even somebody who was eligible to apply to this scholarship. And we just wanted to be very clear, you know, and um, so we've asked, we asked them to tell us, you know, how they became a birder, um, you know, uh, how are they involved in the birding community? why they're pursuing a degree in STEM, and most importantly, how they plan to bring their knowledge back to the community. And both of our applicants um, had strong ties to their communities and bringing their, their, their bird knowledge uh, to, to students, to people younger than them. Basically, they were paying it forward, even though they're very young as well, and really not in a position to be paying it forward, they're doing it anyway. Um, you know, and also, um, just to make a note about how we define the term birder, mm. we use that in a really broad context. So, you know, there are birders who are listers. Um, personally, I'm a reformed lister, as I have told Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, other, other people might volunteer at a nature center and engage the community with live birds of prey. Um, or just live birds. Others may lead bird walks, um, you know, uh, or, you know, just be working on some kind of bird conservation related project. And, you know, I guess in general, like the, the kind of birder we're looking for is, is just a person who's engaged in a lifestyle, engaged with projects and um, things like that that are centered around birds, bird advocacy, uh, and or bird conservation. Because somebody might look at the word birder and be like, well, you know, I'm not really a, a, a birder, but I do uh, nest box checking for the farm, you know, next door or something. I mean, to us, we would consider you a, a birder, you know, so sure. yeah. I, I really like that, uh, that you guys use that big broad definition. We, we always use that on, on our podcast that if if you if you enjoy birds, you're a birder. Like yeah. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna look at them, if you're gonna listen to them, if you're gonna just experience birds and appreciate them, you're you're a birder. That's enough. Totally. We you, you, we you don't totally have to, agree. Yeah. You, you you don't have to go hardcore and you oh you have to fly minimum fifteen thousand miles a year or something <laughs> yeah, no. looking for birds. Yeah. No, it's. Bird, yeah. bird, a birder's a birder. You're looking at birds. It's all totally good. right. And in, and in the scheme of things, you know, you see all the different types of scholarships. I remember growing up, there was the uh, duct tape prom dress um, or the duct tape prom scholarship, which oh. I don't fully remember what the point of it was. <laughs> but I just remember if you show up to prom in a duct tape, everything, you might get a scholarship. And, <laughs> you know, we 
birding can be that quirky activity without all of that material, you know, without getting mm -hmm. all the duct tape and investing in duct tape <laughs> and, and sizing and fitting and measuring, um, you know, you can still have, as you very well said, Eric, you know, just have a relationship with birds that is your own and mm -hmm. something that, you know, if you can explain to us, because we review the applications initially, O and I, um, and then the committee actually looks at to see who the best uh, or, you know, where the best applications are coming from. And then when we interview, that's when we talk and we figure out what their definition is. You know, we try to figure out, like, what does it mean to you? And, um, you know, how is this, uh, you know, scholarship, how will this help you build that up within your own community? So, you know, it, definitely we want to take that word birder and show that it can look and, and exist in a lot of different forms. Totally. So, so your um, committee, your scholarship committee, who's on that? What, uh, how did you attract the folks to be on it? And like, are they all birders or are they, you know, do they range from different disciplines? Yeah, that's, a, that's a great question. So one thing that I'll, I'll I will say, cause we get this, we get similar questions a lot. Like, um, none of the partners or organizations that are our sponsors um, buy their way onto the committee. So it's not our sponsors or partners who are making the, the decisions on who, um, who gets these scholarships. Um, and I say that because we've been asked, you know, <laughs> if we partner with you or we sponsor you, can we put someone on your committee? And like the answer is no. <laughs> so, um, our committee is made up of a bunch of independent um, bird lovers. Um, and bird lovers can range from PhD candidates conducting research or um, birders who are writing about bird conservation um, or people who are doing environmental outreach. Um, but we all have that bird connection. Because um, ultimately, at the end of the day, like, we love birds, <laughs> right? And that's really like, you know, one of the many threads that, that you know, keeps us together. Um, so how people are invited to become uh, committee members, um, it's very much an invitation. Um, we, we take um, advice from our committee members or from leaders in the community about who they might think could be interested in doing this kind of work um, because you know being on our committee um, you know there there are there are a few different types of roles there are the very active engaged roles and then there are more like passive roles like maybe somebody's um, going to be a reader or maybe somebody uh, like Yamina is going to be our secretary you know um, so it, it it really varies but at at the at the core, we we all love birds, and uh, we're all active in some way or another in bird conservation. And and the folks on the committee come to the committee and come to the scholarship effort with a diversity of skills, and that makes it really easy to have fun. For mm. example, one of our <laughs> uh, fundraising events is called Bachata and Birds, mm -hmm. and uh, Bachata is a traditional dance from the Dominican Republic, a dance that I've been familiar with since the age of 12, that, you know, I've uh, been able to, with the committee, uh, you know, host, uh, you know, part dance training, you know, dance lesson, part bird discussion, 
And and this year we had a bartender with you know Ashley Ann who who's who's relatively new to the committee, but definitely brought the skills of a bartender that you know, in a virtual setting you didn't you wouldn't think that on paper it made sense, but the way we can just build community using a laptop and some Wi-Fi and a little bit of lighting and some music. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we had we had a little bit of lighting. Former and, and, DJ, so that came into right, play too. Right, so. right. That's what I'm saying. Like we had all these different skills coming together to have fun with this event. And, it, you know, of course the event is for a good cause. A lot of folks, you know, supported it that night and up to that night. And, you know, um, I know that we also have another fundraising important you know big fundraising event that we like to have fun with i know last year it was uh, quite a doozy <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah mm. yeah that's our um that next fundraiser coming up is our big sit-a-thon um and that takes place on saturday april 17th and um <laughs> taiki referenced it as a doozy because we uh bird for like 12 to 16 hours <laughs> so we will be birding from before sunrise to uh after sunset um you know on the name of raising awareness about this amazing scholarship the work we're doing some of our partners will also be holding we'll also be holding interviews throughout the day um and, and also to um raise money uh for the scholarship so it's it's a lot of fun it gets mm -hmm. a little towards the end yeah fired. <laughs> right and i think something that happened last year um is like when we did it in the fall there's just less sunlight hours yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and now and we're doing cold. it yeah and it's colder <laughs> you know pros and cons um and um now now we're dealing with you know i don't know what the forecast will be on the 17th but you know, I'm just going to knock on wood just to say that. Um, but, you know, I'm very much looking forward to uh, birding all day. You know, for me, it was nice to do it in D.C. You know, I, most of my birding has been in cities um, and I'm in Mount Pleasant, a very residential neighborhood in, in D.C. And I got 24 birds, which is the most I've gotten ever in a day. Um, nice. That's nice. You know, and, and then, you know, now I have this nice house list that includes bald eagle, uh, ruby crown kinglet, dark eyed junco, you know, birds I'm, I'm a per, you know, and the junco in particular, I'm, I'm, I'm especially proud of, but, you know, I hope maybe I can beat that record. Maybe we can get some pledges yeah. to see if I get over 24, get to the yeah. 30 section, who knows, you know, migration, anything could happen. Oh yeah, Seriously. totally. Yeah. Like imagine like the amazing warblers you're going to end up seeing in your neighborhood without realizing mm -hmm. like they were there before because you get to sit for an entire day yeah dedicate entire the whole day, day to birds for a good cause to 8 30 p.m est yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know i never put it in terms of numbers but now that you did i'm like yeah that's ooh, i gotta come up with a plan oh. to eat. <laughs> yeah. you know plan to keep my phone charged <laughs> right right <laughs> You East Coasters and your warblers, stop bragging. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's that's interesting. So that's something that we should talk about too, because um, we are going to have people on the West Coast on our team. Oh. So we're going to have uh, a friend out in um, in Portland, Oregon. Or, yeah, right, and a friend in um, Tucson, mm -hmm. and. Um, so and Arizona doesn't care about 
daylight savings. So who knows what time it really is <laughs> yeah, right now. It's it's going to be, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what we're just like drooling over they're seeing versus mm. what they're like missing over here. Like, I know it sounds kind of silly, but I'm pretty sure people on the West Coast might be missing some Cardinals over here. Right? <laughs> we got Who's the Who's your friend in Portland? What was uh, that? Who's your friend in Portland? Oh, it's Sam. Sam of Always Be Burden. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She'll cool. be helping us out. Yeah. yeah and, she, uh, she, she's going to be catching the um, Varied Thrush and uh, uh, Townsend's Warblers. Wow. All, all, all these West Coast ones you guys don't get. <laughs> yeah. Where and also, I, you know, she might be at a beach, you know, and if she's at a beach, that's seabirds. That's a lot of different, you know, it, it would be cool to see what the full list is. And, you know, I know last time it took us a day or a couple days after to like just rejuvenate ourselves and then get back on social <laughs> media to share the results. So I think that yeah. the result time from the event will, will be a little longer just just considering all things involved. Yeah, it was like so, a week. <laughs> oh my gosh. So are you guys um, going to be like live, live uh, like a big Zoom meeting all day long or streaming yeah, yeah. through social That's, media? Yeah, we're going to be uh, live streaming across all of our social media platforms. Okay. So Birders Fund, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and then Amplify the Future on Facebook. So we'll be, yeah, we'll be live streaming. We're going to have a lot of really cool interviews throughout the day. Um and yeah, I mean, we'll also have like a feeder cam set up so people can just like check out the birds and that we're seeing. And so, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll have to get all those links to put them in the show notes so that people can oh, sure. follow you guys all, all day that day. Yeah, please. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be appreciated. <laughs> so uh, getting back to the, the fund. Um, so you guys do fundraisers, but how else, you know, how else are you funding these scholarships in the organization? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we, um, we are really fortunate that we have so many supporters. Um, and, you know, our donors range from like $5 to $4,000. And those are our private donors, you know, and we appreciate every single dollar that supports what we do, because every single dollar counts. Um, you know, and as we grow our mission and as we expand our efforts and, you know, as we make connections that nurture those in initiatives, um, you know, spark new ones, uh, we, we partner with groups and we partner with um, organizations who, you know, through, through their work and through their missions, um, you know, have values that align with ours. So, they want to dismantle the status quo. They're committed to being anti-racist and they support us. So um, we do have sponsors and our sponsors are those who make a yearly uh, financial contribution to us. Um, so yeah, and we will be having major news that we will be dropping about um, one of the amazing things that our sponsor, one of our sponsors will be doing um, for us. So you have to tune in for that. <laughs> mm. and, and, and again, I want to highlight that a lot of the support is coming from the birding community. I mean, we're oh, open yeah. to support from everybody. You mm -hmm. know, if you like mammals, if you like herpetology, mm -hmm. if you like, you know, those other things, fish, I guess, I don't know about fish, but we're, we're accepting Whoa. support oh, from all... starting wars now. <laughs> oh, man, from all the nature naturalist communities, um, but also like, 
it's nice to see how much, especially after Black Birders Week, um, this kind of initiative can get some traction and momentum when folks are saying that they want to do better. This is this is, you know, at least with some support of this, they can show they can demonstrate they can take some action and actually doing better. Yeah, I, I you know, we have a lot of support from across all communities. Um, and, you know, if I can make this comment, you know, white communities are especially interested in seeing this scholarship uh, be supported. And, um, you know, a lot of our allies see this as a way to help support the unrepresented, their own unrepresented colleagues, their unrepresented friends and unrepresented family members. Um, you know, for example, we've had uh, lecturers who've been donating their honorariums to us. We've had youth birding groups giving us large chunks of their own fundraising efforts, you know, which is cool. Like those are legit, like seven and eight and nine and 10 year olds donating their fundraising stuff to this scholarship because they themselves see the importance of it. Um, but, you know, um, most importantly, uh, and we are for, you know, lack of a better term and without, you know, the conflation of experiences, we are a BIPOC-led organization uh, nourished by BIPOC communities. Um, so, yeah, and because we have such good support, um, we are going to be able to launch new initiatives um, and we will be announcing those soon um, that are going to be able to support um, our other unrepresented and minoritized siblings. So we're really looking forward to that. And it's, it, it's really like an everybody effort, you know, it's mm -hmm. like really by the community for the community. So you know, it's, that's so exciting to hear that you guys are receiving such a, a broad uh, level of donation from all sorts of different organizations and all sorts of different people. Um, is Are most of the donations coming in from the the, DM, um, the DMV area or is it Spain in the whole country and the world? Or Yeah, it's, that's a really great question. It's, yeah. uh, it's spanning the whole country and the world. We've had nice. international donations from Sveria. Hey, hey, I mean, Svenska Vener. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I just said, hi, my Swedish friends. Um, ah, thank you. Cause I was like, that's not Spanish. I, I know she knows Spanish, but that wasn't it. That, that was a little Fun different. fact, also <laughs> fluent in Swedish. That's a whole nother topic for another time, that's but, so um, cool. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, we have had donations from, um, the UK, um, and Canada. And so, yeah, so we are, we are very much internationally supported um, and, and all over the country uh, we have had uh, donors. So, and our, you know, and our, we started, you know, in the first cycle in this region and um, our supporters uh, and donors, um, you know, from this area and from this region really support us being national now. They, they are really excited for that. Like they are so proud that, you know, it started in this area, but it got so big that now we can branch out and be national and they're still supporting it, you know? So it makes us feel good. It makes us feel good mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, this whole community is coming together for something that is so vital and so important. I mean, and I don't know if, I don't know if you both knew this, but we raised $10,000 in less than three weeks. Wow. Oh, wow. 
which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's good. So 10 years from now, um, what do you think the, the organization will look like? Wow. These are the hard hitting questions. <laughs> but we've been so, thinking about this. Obviously, so. you know, raised $100,000 at that point. <laughs> yeah, by, every yeah. Month. yeah, by yeah. ratio of, yeah. Um, hmm. Taiki, do you want to go first or? I, I, I got can, plans. I got yeah, plans. I, I, can, I can riff. I can riff. Um, 10 years from now, amplify the future. I'm reading this from a headline. 10 years from now, <laughs> amplify the future. Uh, led by Orieta Estrada and Taiki James will be entering their, uh, what is it? Not What's the term for a tenth of a centennial? Okay, see, that's why I'm I don't have to Google. I'm gonna yeah, have yeah, to that's why Google. I don't write newspapers because I'm writing, <laughs> I'm thinking of words that I don't even know how to pronounce. But I would imagine that we are either looking at, you know, blazing a trail forward um, more deeply into advancing equity and justice in not just the academic space where we have college students who are looking for scholarships, but also, you know, in the leadership space and in the employment space as well. You know, I, one of the things about the scholarship in particular is that until scholar, until college, until education is free and accessible to all, you know, we have scholarships to give out. I don't think that will be solved in the next 10 years, but if it is, if it is, well, then we'll, we'll, we'll be doing less scholarships and more uh, about the work that I think O wants to hit on um, that really branches out to how, you know, we can envision different ways to support the community from support from the community. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, like career resources and, and things like that, opportunities for internships, et cetera. Um, my my uh, evil master plan, because <laughs> it has to be an evil master plan, right? No, my 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 vision um, is is in alignment with Taiki's. Um, I I envision uh, a coalition. Um, of organizations, conservation organizations who step up to the plate to support our work such that uh, we're able to give full scholarships, full scholarships to individuals, multiple full scholarships to individuals, uh, while allowing us to maintain our independence as a BIPOC-led for BIPOC students uh, organization. Um, that that would be the dream that would be the mm -hmm. dream to be able to give full scholarships because you know this this scholarship um has two has two impacts in our mind it has the short-term impact of alleviating some of the financial burden that's placed on students and their families um you know and i'm not just talking about like young students right i'm talking about like students who are in their 30s and 40s, like we don't have an age limit on who can apply for this scholarship. Um, not everybody, you know, peaks in their 20s, right? Um, and um, I just, yeah, I mean, to be able to offer this on a, on a, on a larger scale, full rides would be just remarkable and it will take, um, it will take a coalition of organizations who are committing the funds 
uh, to see this through. The, the long-term impacts of this are, um, you know, so I, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, but I get really frustrated when I see um, the BIPOC representation in organizations only in the volunteerism and only in the outreach and only as like articles and news stories. Like, I want to see that representation in leadership, mm -hmm. you know? I didn't see that in leadership when I was growing up. So I didn't know that those things were available to me. Mm. You know, I want to see it in the boardroom. I want to see it in the management structures. I want to see it all throughout the organizations. Um, and these scholarships are ways to, to do that. In this country, money is opportunity, right? And so we're providing funds that people can, can build off of. So... Sorry, that was long-winded, but it was well said. Well when said. I get a little passionate when I mm -hmm. talk sure. about that, so I have my own personal experience, right? We all do, but um, but yeah, like I want to see more Black leaders. I want to see more Indigenous leaders. I want to see more leaders of color um, in in boardrooms, not just in outreach, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not just in marketing, you know. I I want to see. And that's not a dig at any of those positions whatsoever, but um, we have places in the upper echelons, but right. we're not being put there. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, you get the metaphor of like having a seat at the table. Well, we didn't want to eat at that restaurant. We're going to build mm -hmm. our own restaurant and, mm -hmm. you know, our menu is going to be much more colorful and more serving to the communities that are marginalized, the communities that um, are black and brown that we relate with, that we can, you know, to some extent, make a platform for experiences so that we can even better understand how to support each other. Because as I said, it's going to take a coalition, you know, it's going to take organizations of organizations, it's going to take people of people to make this, um, you know, especially that full ride idea to bring that into fruition. And, you know, we're as patient as we are opportun opportunistic. And, you know, we are definitely moving at the speed of opportunity in the fact that last year we were regional, this year we are national, you know, in three weeks we can collect 10K, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's just we, we have a, a, I'm very grateful to have a lot of moving parts on this and um, to have like, a visionary leader like Orietta with me in in seeing that like the where the how we're getting this support and where it's going um you know I'm very very much proud to be part of it back at you <laughs> <laughs> well so the next scholarship um application period ends in what is it June yeah June 18th the day before Juneteenth okay right. So what do you want others to know about the scholarship if they're applying or people who want to help support the scholarship? Yeah, so um, for any student listening, anybody out there who wants to apply for this scholarship um, and you have questions, drop us a line. Like, yeah. you'll hear from me. Like, I will reply to you. Taiki will reply to you. Like, we're just two people trying to give out scholarships, you know, like there's no <laughs> wrong questions or anything like that, right? So if you have any specific questions, reach out. That's my, you have my invitation. Um, so basically, um, would you like me just to tell you about like the rules and 
and that sure. is, okay yeah. is that helpful okay great so um it's open to undergraduate students 18 or older so there's no age limit on that so you know i it took me seven years to finish my undergraduate degree and it took me almost five to finish my first graduate degree um, you can be in any year of your college studies. Um, we just ask that you be enrolled full time as an undergraduate student. Um, so the scholarships, you know, we say on the website, they range from $2,500 to $5,000. Um, but we are committed this year to at minimum two $5,000 scholarships. Um, and it's a one time annual award. You have to live in the lower 48 and um, there's a list of questions that we want you to ask or answer, excuse me, in your application. And you can tell us in an essay. Um, if you're uncomfortable with like the formal essay, you know, that's fine. Maybe you wrote a really beautiful piece on Instagram or you wrote a beautiful piece on Twitter. Um, you know, whatever format works for you. If you have like a TikTok um, or a YouTube, so any, anything like that. We, uh, one of our winners submitted a YouTube video and we thought that worked great. Um, you know, we just, we just wanna know more about you. Um, you have to send one letter or two letters of recommendation. Those serve as your reference. It can be from a mentor, a current a recent teacher, um, and it can be forwarded to us directly or sent by you. Um, proof of enrollment at a two or four year college or university. And I, I like to always emphasize that, you know, we are here for the two year schools. Um, mm -hmm. I was a community college student. I'm very proud of that. Um, and I think everybody, you know, in community college should also be really proud of that as well. We're here to support those students as well. The GPA, you must have a 2.0 or higher. Um, and we need a letter from the admissions office and a copy of your transcripts. Um, once uh, Taiki and I go through all of the applications, we disseminate the um, applications without names or any kind of like signatures that would give anybody an idea of who this person is. Um, and then once the, um, once the group is picked to be interviewed, uh, that interview happens via Zoom. Um, yeah, I think, I think I covered everything, but again, questions, you just have to, you just have to ask them. That's all. And as far as how you can support, you can go to at birders fun on Instagram and Twitter at amplify the future on Facebook. And if you're interested in a partnership or a sponsorship, go to our website, amplifythefuture.org about sponsors. And you'll see that, um, we take financial contributions for sponsorships and impact partnerships, um, you know, are more things that as the name would almost imply, the partnership has an immediate or lasting impact on our work, like doing a lovely podcast and sharing <laughs> a social media audience, sharing, you know, newsletters, networks, resources, and, and, um, you know, things that aren't just direct, uh, contributions, um, also, you know, what can you do to support our winners? You know, uh, we want to make sure that not just the scholarship is part of their, you know, growth and to the conservation, if they choose to go to conservation, I'm saying that as an example. Um, but, you know, if they get this scholarship, maybe they're also eligible for an internship. Mm -hmm. Maybe they um, also, you know, get uh, an interview for a job, you know, because, you um, 
free internships are not <laughs> of interest of myself or Orietta. Nope. Um, but, you know, the impact partnerships is definitely much, much open bucket to see what you can do to support the scholarship, what you can do to support the winners, what you can do to even support the applicants, because we hope every person involved, committee members, applicants, winners, sponsors, partners, we all mutually benefit from this and finding out what that looks like and finding out what that is, is can be a matter of conversation or again, check out amplifythefuture.org. That that's awesome. So is there anything, any last uh, things that we didn't cover or that you guys think that we should be said, sh- sh- should be said about the um, black and Latinx uh, burgers fund. We have fun. Um, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We have lots of fun. We do playlists. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that has been giving me so much joy lately. Like oh, our yeah. committee members put up, put together playlists and we release mm-hmm. those weekly. Um, Cause you know, we love music and we love mm-hmm. dancing and we love birds. Um, but I, I actually have a question for you both. Um, what's up with that Shrike? <laughs> <laughs> the last sure. time we spoke, you oh. said, <laughs> yeah, I'm Your like, you yeah we so we went to minnesota um in february and mm. we oh my gosh we had a terrible look at it on the top <laughs> but you of got tree. it but you got it <laughs> we did we did yes yes <laughs> yes 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 for anybody who doesn't understand that the last conversation i had with hannah was about the shrike and it being a nemesis and i mm. i knew that when you went to minnesota i was like they, they have had to had that bird. It, it, like I would have I cried mean, for you if you didn't. So we, yeah. So, so we had did. a terrible look at that, but we actually got a great look at Evening Grosbeak, which was our nice. previous nemesis oh. that we had only seen like fly away on a logging road. <laughs> so we were gr- so happy to get good looks at that. But you know, we're gonna have to go back to Minnesota because, and, and step up the look of the northern trek and so. the um, the northern hawk owl because oh, that yeah. was in a tree mm. like ten miles away too oh. that I. I did a terrible like <laughs> scope digiscope picture of. <laughs> yeah, so, so as as of now, we don't have a nemesis. We're, uh, we're 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 waiting to see what the next one is. It'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll yeah it's bound to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was say, I don't know if you ever pick your nemesis. I think they pick you. It, it, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It'll, it'll it'll choose us real soon. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, something we don't talk about enough is how birds are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they act like they don't want to be seen or something. Like, uh, I don't get it. You know, I know. I... <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to hurt you. Just get out here. <laughs> Reveal yourself. Right. That's why I like hanging out in blinds. I hang out mm-hmm. in blinds a lot and I just kind of, you know, hours just in the blind, just like waiting to see who's going to pop by. So. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and and telling us all about the fund. You know, we've been really excited about it and just kind of watching it um, through the internet, see what was happening. And it was fun to learn more about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we can help you guys get more applicants and and more donations too. Yeah. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us on. We we are big fans and uh, we're just really happy to be here. Thank you. This has been really great. Well, thank you, Taiki and Orietta. We had a great time talking with you, and it was awesome to be able to share with our audience and just—it was, it was nice to just talk to you guys, anyways. But <laughs> but it was it was nice to sh- share the whole um, the whole Black and Latinx uh, scholarship fund with every with everyone. 
yeah, so hopefully we can, you know, find more applicants um, to apply for it. And also donors, too, who can help support this fund. Yeah, so like like they said in throughout the thing, there's lots of, there's lots of different ways you can follow them through social media, on their website. Lots of different ways to donate. You can you can find it all at amplifythefuture.org and uh, just... All their social medias? Yeah. You know, I was thinking, though, when they were saying, like, oh, these are different ways that you can apply, you know, and, like, put an Instagram story that you've done or this <laughs> or that. And I was thinking, like, what about a podcast interview? <laughs> so if anyone wants to apply and wants to... Um, investigate that route i'm sure we could check with orietta and taiki to see if that would be a valid way to submit <laughs> your uh, your questioning yes and like like orietta said they'll they'll accept all sorts of questions so send them a question see if it'll be okay and then send us a request and we'll do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for um checking it out and we are excited to see where the black and latinx burner scholarship fund goes and you know hopefully you can help fund many, many students through their education. So just a couple last minute things. Um, make sure to check out our next interview, which will be with SciStarter. Um, also get your haiku ready for the Bird Nerd giveaway, which the deadline for that will, I think I put it at April 19th, but more information will be on our Facebook. To on our soon. socials. On our socials soon. Um, and then we're going to a couple places. So Eric, where are we going at the end of April? We're going to Texas. It's going to be awesome. We're going, spending, spending a couple days in the Houston area, doing some uh, great Texas birding classic. Um, then we're headed down to the Rio Grande Valley. to Chachalacas! To do some more great Texas birding classic. <laughs> Green Jays! And then, and then we're coming home. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to follow us as we go through our trip, because we'll do some like Facebook Lives and things like that as we have time. As we have time. <laughs> yeah. We'll be competing too, so. We'll and see. then after that, we're headed to Indiana for the Indiana Dunes Birding Festival, which I'm really excited about. I'm hoping for a woodcock. We'll see. Uh, and maybe like, what, a Kirtland's Warbler? Yeah. The co the Costco Warbler. The, the, the Kirkland Warbler. Yes. <laughs> it's you get him, you, get, you get him by the 24-pack. <laughs> anyway, by the palette. <laughs> so check us out for all that stuff, too. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Music. Bixby Table, Siri <laughs> Curtains, and anywhere else you listen to What us. about your Alexa Blinds? <laughs> Gosh dang you, Eric. <laughs> if you'd like to connect with us on socials, please follow us at Hannah Goes Birding and Eric Goes Birding on Instagram. Our Facebook is Hannah and Eric Go Birding. Our Twitter is at We Go Birding. And our email is Hannah and Eric Go Birding at gmail.com. All of those are Hannah with an H, Eric with a K. <laughs> you can check us out on our website as well, which is www.gobirdingpodcast.com. Tell us what you like, tell us what you thought, and share us with your friends. <laughs>